Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the latest mainstream movies and TV shows of the week. This week, a new take on the Cape Crusader helmed by Twilight's Robert Pattinson hits the big screen and Matt Reeves' interpretation of The Batman. I want you to like get the new Pokemon game and play that entire story. So we almost and just give me your thoughts on it afterwards. <laughs> Burke and I spent the day together Saturday, and we almost got. Um, I already forgot the name of it. It's one of the Pokemon games. It was the one that her brother has, and I can't remember the name. It's probably like I think it's like Sword or it's probably Shield. like Pokemon Sword. I think that's like it's not the newest one, but it's whatever just came out like previously to that i'm gonna i'm gonna go with sword i think it's pokemon sword but we almost i've never played a game in my that is a game (laughs) nate i was with nate also like a week ago and he bought like 30 dollars worth of pokemon cards at bull moose and i just watched him do it oh you witnessed it happen like i've never seen (laughs) such a disappointment in someone's face like five minutes later did he get bad cards it seemed like it i had no idea what he was doing the whole time i was just trying to watch and i was asking questions but i also felt like i was like invading his time so i just was like all right maybe i should just shut up and let him do yeah it. but uh yeah no he uh he went hard he bought literally a criterion worth of pokemon cards and so i was like shit okay must be something but i think he was happy with like two cards and he's like all right i'm gonna go put these that's in how the, it goes in the book I'm like, are you gonna put what about the other ones that you didn't like? Are you still gonna put those in the book? And he's like, yeah, I'll put I'll put them in the back. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, put, put them in the, the back so you never have to I look guess. at them. I don't know, but it's a yeah. fucking. I thing, actually yeah. pulled a a Pikachu the other day, and I was like, oh my god, a, a actual Pikachu. So you actively like go out special, and buy cards like, as well. So there's this store called Five Below down here, and it's I know right what next it to one of the the yes. pet stores. Yeah, okay, when I was okay. living in the south. So I'll go to Five Below. I looked that up, and it was like sixty miles away, so I never went. Oh, they're fucking like every corner down here. There's a five below, but uh, sometimes they have just like one packs of well, it's like one sleeve of Pokemon cards for like four bucks, which is honestly kind of a lot for one sleeve. It's like ten cards, and it's kind of like an impulse buy for me as I'm leaving, and I'll usually just get one every other day or whatever I'm there. So, so I've gotten like five good cards out of everything. Okay. And so I was asking Nate some of the questions because I'm trying. I'm just trying to understand. I'm trying to learn here. Okay. Okay, I'll. I don't. So I really I like, don't understand. Because right, I know, I know, like ask. Pokemon cards and stuff. Like there, you can actually play like a card game with others. Like there's a whole other. Yeah, exactly. You can. So mm-hmm. I was asking him, like, okay, so like, are these cards that you were happy with? Like, is that like good for like games and stuff? He's like, oh well, I never play the games, or I never play like card games and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I, I think it's literally he just collects it and like puts them in a in a binder. Do you do the same thing? That's all. Do it you is. also just like collect them? You don't. You don't like collect them for a all game. my cards fit in this box right okay. here this is the amount of cards i have this is it and i i don't have a book i don't i haven't gone that far i'm not like nate but like what do you what Whereas, are you gonna like, do with them like what do you have plans with them no i don't have any plans i just i honestly i think it's just fun like i'll flip them upside down when i get them and i'm like and i'll pick one at a time like oh okay mm. and then i'll move on for with my me, life and then i'll pick the next one go, i guess oh. for me like an equivalent <laughs> uh feature or equivalent game is buying those like uh, blu-ray grab bags where you don't know how many blu-rays are in a grab bag Dude, it's the same and, thing like, it's like five of them it's and the yeah you flip thing. the discs the, the disc dicks you flip the discs upside down <laughs> and then you pull them out and you flip it over yeah. and see what movie you got 
uh, and it's usually like five copies of the Green Lantern Extended Edition. Um, or Avatar, or, yeah, or like Skyfall, Hannah Montana. Yeah, exactly, the same ones over and over again. One Direction, um, this is us, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I guess I guess maybe it's a similar type of thing. I don't know. That's how I view it. Nate is a little different because he's literally just, like, trying to keep them in pristine condition, getting sleeves for them, and, like, he's after, I don't, like, I don't even think he plans on ever selling too. them. Like, he, he kept on saying it. I, I, I could not tell you w- what they were, but um, they're, like, special cards. But he was he was happy with, like, two of them, but... But anyway, yeah, we can cut all that out. Welcome back to Mainstream Boys, Spencer. Glad to have you back here with me. Uh, the show where we talk about the new release movies. Grab that big bucket of popcorn, maybe some uh, some Coke. My dad got an Icy at the theater mixed. this week, some Twizzlers. Um, he did mix it, yeah. He mixed it with the cherry and the and the blue Raz. Um, actually, he ate all his Twizzlers. I had my Twizzlers. And I made sure that he opened them before the movie started because the Twizzlers are really loud. Like, if you don't, like, really tear that thing open to begin with, it's, like, it's, like, nails on a fucking chalkboard, man, during a movie. It's, it's, it's brutal, and I get really mad at him. So, he's either coughing the whole time, or he's pulling Twizzlers out of a bag. Full-on dad sounds. So, um, (laughs) it was brutal, because he actually did kind of choke on a Twizzler during the previews, and he kept going, (coughs) 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 and then he finally got it out, and, uh, as he was trying to get it out, he kept eating more Twizzlers. I'm like, Dad, just hold back on the Twizzlers. Do you want some water? He's like, no, I have my icy. I have my icy. I'm like, ah, I'm trying to help you out here and not get us kicked out of the theater. But he ended up being okay, and he fell asleep uh, during a pivotal scene of the film. So, Jokey missed half the movie. <laughs> I don't want to so say that's, anything. Uh, just, yeah, yeah. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, it was you know, it's 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 a typical arrangement whenever we go to a movie. It's if it's relatively late, Joku will fall asleep because he goes hard in the gym for three hours beforehand and then doesn't eat enough food and then um my dad he has to have a recliner and then he ends up falling asleep because of it. But uh when I call him out for it, he's like, I wasn't asleep. I'm like, You were snoring. That is oh, no no, wait. That is that is something to be addressed. <laughs> the new recliners now, like you could easily take a nap in them like i even find myself getting tired in movies where i used to not be i think i need to be uncomfortable because it helps me stay focused in the movie yeah man. i don't know because the weights i have noticed like, it, there was a point i mean well, there was a point in the batman work i was like oh fuck I, I feel myself getting tired right now but i was like no it's the fucking batman i locked in but yeah i don't know there's times though i'm just like shit i might be going <laughs> who knows <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that that's why my second viewing today i went to that 10 a.m screening I almost went to a 9 a.m. screening just because, like, I want it to be wide awake. I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to feel tired because when we went to go see it at 8.30, I didn't know it was a three-hour film until, like, an hour before we left. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be it's like, brutal. It's like but two it ends hours up and 47 so. minutes if you don't include the credits. So, I mean, like, it's not that fucking bad. Yeah. And I didn't wait for the credits. I, I looked up what it was, and I was like, all right, we can leave, so. Yeah, and I like knowing what the after credit scene is, and then just watching everybody sit there and wait while I already know what it is, and I can just get a get a head start on getting out of that theater using the urinal and stuff. So, uh, yeah, Spencer, uh, what's going on? <laughs> I think you were still introducing the show. I don't know where we're at. I I <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I was introducing the show. I went off on a tangent. Um, but yeah, this is the Mainstream Boys. Me and Spencer, I'm Mainstream Boy. He's Ducky. Quack quack. And we're going to talk about some new release movies, give some movie news. And um, I don't believe we're talking about any TV shows this week, Spencer. Is that correct? I mean, we can – we'll get into it a little bit. But, yeah, no, it'll probably be less than, like, in three minutes. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll 
So I'll just cut it out. No, then. not necessarily. But um, okay. Well, I have no idea what you would be talking about because I don't have. We'll figure it out. Anything to we'll, really? We'll cross that bridge tonight, when we get there. Sounds good. How long is that bridge, though? How wide? Is it going to be like? It's going to be like that scene in uh, Olympus has fallen, where the car falls off the bridge, or is it going to be more like Selma when they cross that bridge? More like Mission Impossible Three. When the bridge is under attack. What's another movie with lots of bridge uh, stuff? We got the San Francisco Bridge in like almost every movie. You got like the Final Destination Five, uh, Rise of the Planet of the oh, Apes. Like Rise of the Planet of the Apes when they go across mm-hmm. that bridge. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, no, Troll Hunter, see, I guess. What's that movie that Nate always talks about? Like River the, the Kwai. Bridge over the River uh, Kwai. Yep. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie, by the way. I probably won't ever watch it. But. Might pick it one day. All right, Spencer. Um, why don't we get into the box office? I this is uh probably worth mentioning this week. I haven't even I haven't even looked at the totals, but I'm gonna go ahead and click on that shit right. Oh, here go right ahead. Now. Yeah, it'll bring you to a week that was like four weeks ago. Um, yeah, this yeah. Is like uncharted. <laughs> exactly. <Wait>. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, the uh, Batman's really weird. the only one I think it's uh, worth talking about. Uh, we're, we are recording this as of Sunday night, so I think the final number was just reported. A couple of hours ago, and it looks like the Batman is debuting at $128.5 million opening weekend. That is the wow. second highest of the pandemic That's... era. It is the fourth largest Batman debut, and it's also Warner Brothers' biggest opening since It, the 2017 horror film. Uh, it's the first Warner Brothers film to cross $100 million opening weekend since that release. So it's a big hit all around the board. Wow. More than Wonder Woman? When did that come Wonder out? Wonder Woman 20, 20, that was 2017. Or no, Wonder Woman 1984. That was one of those movies that was affected by COVID. So it just hit uh, streaming. HBO Max yeah. was that first movie to be the HBO Max and theater release. And also no one was going to the movies, theaters at least at the time. I think theaters were still But also it wasn't and, that uh, good. It didn't cross $100 million opening weekend for sure. Uh, December of 2020. I think most people just watched it at home. But um, yeah, no, so it was a hit. I- I don't know about you, but my theaters were absolutely jam-packed like Sardians. So I don't know about if your theater was the same. You went to see it in IMAX, so maybe it wasn't completely yeah, full or so, anything. But, yeah, Nate, uh, Nate and I was. saw this at the IMAX uh, Tuesday night screening. So there was like a DC Presents like fan first screening. So basically we were like the first fans public, like the first public screening available. There was a bunch of theaters offering that like Tuesday night screening. Anybody uh, dressed up? No, I didn't see anyone dressed up. But also, to be fair, we got there like two minutes before showtime we got okay. right in there we, our <laughs> seats were separated so we we're just like all right fist bump we went off did our separate went off into our own ways uh quite the buffer other yeah, humans in the middle definitely quite the buffer <laughs> um but no yeah. i didn't see anyone dressed up for sure but no it was definitely packed i mean it was like yeah packed to the brim it was a sold out showing and then also i was just looking over the weekend because i almost went again uh just and i was, I was just curious as well to to see like how it was doing and a lot of people were going to see it because a lot of theaters just like the seating chart was just fully booked. I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah, you look down it's here. It's great for the industry, for sure. It's it, Dude, it's about time, man. And thank God it's, uh, I mean, spoiler, but I, I mean, you look at the critical reviews, it's it's a good film. It's a good movie. So, well, yeah, um, but also, it's I'd also, love to see it. It's a, it's a giant IP. It's something that everyone is very familiar with. It's Batman. And it's new. Of course. But it's new. It's a superhero a new movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those are the ones that are doing the best in the pandemic era box office. I mean, they always did fine before that, but 
you know, you had also had those drama movies come out and like something like King Richard that would have made like 40, 50 million dollars opening weekend if it was like a non-COVID era. I mean, people would have gone out to see exactly. that in, in hordes, but it, now it's like people are selective. People are going to go see what they uh, are familiar with, but kind of with a different incarnation as we got here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an Batman, event. Like everyone an was going to go see it. Film. Yeah, for like, sure. I go to AMC. They had like the special uh, Batman popcorn bucket that you could get for $27. They had drinks, like specific drinks you could get at the bar that were um, themed for Batman. Like it's it's literally an event film. So, that, I mean, it totally makes sense. They're not going to make a special drink for King Richard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're not gonna... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah, they will. The, 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 yeah. You can imagine like ordering nachos and it comes out on like a tennis racket. I mean, that'd be exciting. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> that'd be kind of yeah. awesome. A little bit inconvenient to put the nacho um, cheese on the racket. But but if yeah. you if you don't go out and see this in theaters, you don't have to wait long at all uh, because it's going to be on HBO Max as of April 19th. So that's in a month and a week. So like, God, I wonder, I would go see it again. I kind of want to see it in every format because I watched it in like the just regular reclining seats, digital format, and I saw it in the Dolby today. Um, oh, so probably like more improved picture and sound. Picture, sound. The sheets will, sh- or the the seats will shake um, during particular scenes. They uh, they kind of tease you with it, like they have that kind of opener when you go in there, and it's like, oh, the sounds all around you, and like everything just shakes. But it's like maybe it happens four or five times throughout the film. Yeah, like when there's some deep bass, but otherwise not really. But still, to really be cool. honest, all all the movies I've seen are, have been in IMAX since. Nice, that's the good. COVID era. I mean, I've only gone yeah. back to the IMAX, No Time to Die, Dune, and Spider-Man, and Batman. So, yeah, I've only yeah. been going to the IMAX. So I do kind of forget what the uh, other screenings are like, but I'm totally fine with whatever I get. Just I yeah. got any format uh, of my choosing down here, and I just signed up for AMCA list again. So Does I'm that gonna include be, IMAX? I'm gonna be, it includes everything, yeah, every format you want to go to. So, but like, does, well, man. Do you get like um like penalized a little bit if you do the imax like does it take up like two tickets because then you get like three a week right no sir no does so not. you can do like three imax movies every single week i could go see i I could go see batman three times tomorrow in imax if i want to okay yeah that's pretty awesome <laughs> so so i mean yeah i, should, I really can't complain i mean if you yeah. were yeah if you really dig it i mean yeah imax is worth it but um yeah no so this movie i'm sure it's going to drop next weekend, but it'll probably be like still like $60 million. I'm sure this movie's going to have uh, some legs and word of mouth. It's going to have word of mouth, multiple viewings, like that whole situation. It's it's going to do it's going to do really well, I think. And it's going to be there for a while. And it's going to be in theaters, still making money for weeks to come, just like Spider-Man. It'll still be in theaters when it debuts on HBO Max, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay. Uh, so Spencer, why don't we get into some movie news? Looks like you kind of have us prepared here, but I'm going to kind of let you take the reins on this one. I just selected two stories that I thought were, uh, you know, might provoke the, the, the like most discussion here, but Oh no shit. Yeah. Right. As we're reading this it. It's interesting. I am legend Cause... two is officially <laughs> a go with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. I don't know you how see the dog this is gonna work yeah i don't i don't know i mean i don't want to i mean spoiler for i am legend the film came out in 2007 if you haven't seen it yet go and watch it it's it's great movie effects don't hold up but um will smith dies in that movie 
So he's coming back for a sequel. Like that's what? Does he though? I thought it was up for interpretation. He blo- he, at the I end. think he holds a grenade and charges at the vampires and <laughs> blows up. Isn't there an alternate ending? I thought that was the alternate ending. And then fuck, you're right. There is an alternate uh, ending. Yep. Because I think the I really can't remember, but like the the woman goes through some sort of like he some lives. Sort of, in he the lives. Alternate ending. Oh my god! So w- they should have went with that for the theatrical ending <laughs> then, because the, yeah, then the yeah, sequel yeah. make more sense. Okay, I totally forgot. That makes all right. Yeah. If they go so, with that as like the canon like storyline, then I guess that could work. And then who would Michael B. Jordan play? Who knows? But that pairing right there is know. pretty great. Someone on the radio that he meets up with somehow, some way. Um, um, yeah, I like I both know. of them. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to see a sequel to this movie for a long time. That post post apocalyptic like it. That whole story was just something I really liked. I love his character, the whole Bob Marley vibes, and. Um, I don't know. I think you go back and watch that movie now, and it's like, eh, I don't know about this one. But, it was, I mean, I remember liking it quite a bit. It was one of those movies. I I do remember going and see that, um, seeing I Am Legend in theaters mm-hmm. uh, back in 2007 or eight when it came out. And then getting the DVD and then rewatching it a whole bunch of times. But then I haven't seen yeah. it since. I like since 2009 or 10. Like It's been so long since I've seen it. Um, I remember a lot about it, but it's just... I feel like I have this on Blu-ray. I don't. Maybe I don't. Though. It is one of those movies. That if somebody picks it for Collector's Corner, I wouldn't mind revisiting it, um, just because it's been so long. Um, but I mean, I guess might as well just wait for this sequel to come out. Um, At this point, yeah, because this um, they've I, been rumored to have a sequel to I Am Legend. Like I think fans have been like kind of asking for it since it came out. I remember seeing it on like a lot of different like this discussion boards, being like I Am Legend Two. Like, is it going to happen? And Will Smith kind of even teasing it over the years, and then. All of a sudden, just on like a Saturday night, it just I Am Legend Two is officially a go with Will Smith and Michael yeah. B. Jordan. It's like what the fuck? Okay, cool. with people going back to theaters, it's it's probably they're just like, all right, we should do this now. We should get this going now. Get the publicity out there. Will Smith is pretty big right now with King Richard and the Oscar love and everything. Let's just just True. go ahead and do this. I mean, I'll I'll go watch it 100. Yeah. Uh, percent If it, I'm sure it would end up on HBO Max if it, whether it's same day or or not but uh yeah that that's a hundred percent i'm going to watch that movie when it comes out so that was another thing i don't know if it was going to be like an hbo max original movie or if it was going to be a theatrical film um who knows but wasn't in uh the original one in like in the post-apocalyptic world wasn't there a lot of like weird teasers during that movie for other dc projects like there was definitely one for uh, batman v superman i remember that was a thing where there was a oh, logo yeah. Of the Batman v Superman yes, like emblem, you are correct. You are in correct. the film. Okay, I don't know if that was like photoshopped afterwards, and that was like a meme, but I'm pretty sure that was a real a real thing. Yeah, which would have is. been like five years before or something, or even more than that. Yep. Okay, you're I'm correct right. there. Yep, <laughs> that's an Easter egg in the film. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, that was that means it was in the works for like seven years, which is pretty crazy to think about. Um, no, yeah, plot specifications are still under wraps, just that the uh, screenwriter of the original, Akiva Goldsman, is coming back to write the sequel, but, um... Okay, well, yeah, it's based I don't know. On, a, on a book, I believe, too, right, so... Yes, it is. I don't know where the book begins, where it ends. It was um, a book from 1954, so it's, yeah, oh, geez. it was out there for a while, wow. but, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely gonna check it out, I mean, it's, it's just kind of a random big news story i was like oh shit that's that's interesting it's, it's weird it's like when zombie land 2 came out it's like 
Okay, we didn't need that, but I'll wa- I never watched it yeah. actually. But um, I never, never watched it either. <laughs> yeah, never cut around to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, ah, cool. That's that's exciting. And yeah. the other news story that I saw was that I mean, this is the future of 20th Century Studios because, as you know, Disney bought 20th Century Studios and 20th Century Fox. Now it's called 20th Century Studios. Yeah, Fox Searchlight and also 20th Century Studios. Those are two separate studios that Disney hmm. both owns. Yes, because I think they were under the same company. And then when Disney bought it, they, they got both of them. So if you go to Hulu now, like there's, I just noticed this over the weekend. If you go to Hulu and go to like hubs, like because uh, like HBO Max, they have hubs. Like it's like DC, mm-hmm. Turner Classic Movies, blah blah blah. The same with Hulu now. So Hulu has hubs that's like Fox Searchlight, then it has 20th Century Studios, then it has Hulu oh, Originals, okay. then it has like um like the channels like AMC, TBS, blah blah blah. They might as well just buy Universal at this point. I don't know how they haven't. Who you knows know what what's I mean? going like, on with they would that? Have well, Universal's a... with Peacock, so Peacock has all the rights with uh, Universal. Okay, um, Peacock something, <laughs> but, but I'm spending ten bucks Disney a month on that bought... service. 20th Century Studios and Fox Searchlight, they're like, oh, well, what about all those films that were in development there? Like, what's going to happen with that? And a lot of movies were, in, mm. uh, were canceled. Um, but now there is a plan because by 2023, 20th Century Studios will pre- will be producing 10 or more original movies for Hulu specifically and will only release like two to three movies theatrically. And that pretty much means just the Avatar sequels are going to get a theatrical release. And then almost everything else is going to Hulu. And we're seeing that this this year with the movie we're going to talk about later called Fresh uh, and also with like okay. Dark Waters or Dark, yeah, Dark Water with Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas that comes out like next week. Um, Hulu is just going to be making the... So are these uh, that's properties be like their, that their platform. were... Are these properties that were slated before they got bought out or this is all... Like, I mean, some of them stuff. probably were it's still my... in development or some of them may have just been... Um, in the can and like they just don't know what to do with like i know yeah. the empty man was like a searchlight pictures film that was kind of stuck in the middle of all this is like well disney now owns it disney ha- has a movie called the empty man that's really dark and disturbing what are, we, like, what are we gonna do with this we just quietly <laughs> yeah. put it in theaters for like two weeks then it doesn't even get a physical media release and then it just exists on hbo max and gets a cult following in two years <laughs> it's like okay they just dump movies uh but now there's a plan they're just gonna go to hulu um so yeah they've also kind of teased like some of those movies that are going to come so fede alvarez who did the don't breathe movies he is going to do an original alien film for hulu with ridley scott producing it um oh and then also there's a movie that's coming out in like a couple of months called prey and it is a predator film set in the year like 1760 so it has like uh the fuck yeah so it's gonna be like tribal and like very like uh like I don't know, very old school and in, in, in a sense, but it's like the predator fighting like cavemen. <laughs> like it's going to be crazy. I don't That's know. That's a really cool concept. Um, wow. But the director of um, Ten Cloverfield Lane is directing that movie, and that's also it's in the can. They filmed it, um, but it's going to debut on Hulu. So yeah, we got all, all right, these cool. Hulu movies that are that's a reason be the to uh, platform to keep yeah. Hulu, I guess, because uh, I just got Hulu back. So every once in a while, they do come out with a. Uh, a very good movie. Like they've they've had some good ones over the last couple of years here um, during COVID era. All right. Well, why don't we get into the new release films of the week? Do you? Why don't we start off with uh, Fresh? So I, I'll let you introduce. I I don't really feel like introducing this <laughs> this film to be. This okay. is all you, buddy. 
I did watch it, so I'm here to talk about it. So but yeah, I don't know if I want to. Speaking of Hulu and Searchlight Pictures, uh, a new movie came out this weekend on Hulu called Fresh, and this was a film that was uh, premiering with uh, Sundance a couple of months ago. And I remember the conversation around Fresh. I remember looking up what the movie was and who the cast was, and I was like, oh, I might actually buy a ticket for this. This sounds interesting. Instead, I went with other films. And then after this movie premiered, the word of mouth on Twitter went crazy. They're like, this movie is fucked up. It's weird. It's crazy. It's like a horror show of like modern-day dating. And I'm like, what? Okay. I, I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm interested. I'm going to watch it. And then uh, a couple of days later, Searchlight Pictures picked it up from Sundance. And like, yep, yeah, it's going to come out on March 3rd. And I was like, oh, that's in like a couple of months. I'll, I'll just wait until that comes out. And then, yeah, this movie comes out. And I didn't know anything about it. I didn't watch the trailer. I just knew that word of mouth from Twitter was like, yeah, this movie's fucking crazy. And uh, <laughs> it's dark and sadistic and interesting. I was like, okay. And so, yeah. And we have to spoil check- it. And I checked Correct. it out. We are going to have to spoil it, yes. Uh, we because have to. it's kind of hard to to not really get there. All I'll say, though, is that this movie does mislead you. For the first 30 to 35 minutes, it is a straightforward kind of romantic comedy with some drama elements to it. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of upbeat. It's positive. And if you're watching this movie thinking that you're watching this, like, this sweet, maybe, like, romance blossoming you're going to be turned upside down, and a lot of people would turn off this movie instantly or walk out of the theater <laughs> oh, once they realize what the movie is. And that is why I think I'm just so into this movie, because it, it just did something so unique like that. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen Fresh, uh, skip this is like uh, skip like five, ten minutes and then listen to us talk about the Batman. But um, yeah, this is, this is a movie that if you have Hulu, I think you, you should check out. This is a walkout type film for, I would say, the mainstream audience. Um, it, it's got a mainstream actor in there, Sebastian Stan. So you might not expect Winter Soldier to be into such grotesque, weird shit like he is in this movie. I certainly didn't expect it. Um, the only thing I did before the movie was read the synopsis. So I knew, I don't even, did you do that? Did you at least know the synopsis? Or it's it's a dating movie, but he's kind of, you didn't even know that. So I, I read. No, so uh, like the only thing I saw was her standing with the grocery basket in front of produce. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's all you needed to see. <laughs> that's okay. really all I knew. <laughs> but I knew that the movie had like a dark, sadistic side to it. I was just, yeah. I just didn't know what that was until I, it's revealed. Yeah, I had assumed he was into some BDSM type of stuff, like some weird sex thing. Uh, come to find out, not even close. Um. No, this is where we're going to go ahead and spoil it. Uh, 33 minutes in is when the credits begin to roll, and it just turns into a wild ride of cannibalism and uh, eating women, but slowly cutting off parts of their bodies so they stay fresh. Yes, that is ultimately what what ends up happening with the story. But it's presented in a way where... like. Yes, this movie's really disturbing and at times it's it's gross for sure. But like And funny? It's There's funny, some, like, yeah. Dark, like it's very it's dark very, comedy moments. Yes. It's a very it's very much a dark comedy. Um but like I don't think it's any more violent than like Dexter 
I mean, it doesn't, it's not like Green Inferno level or like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween Kills. It's, it doesn't go there no, with the gore it... and the violence. I mean, maybe in a couple of scenes it does, but um, it's... It, sh- it gives you shock value with the nasty, like with the with the body parts it kind of throws around here and there, and like the yeah. meat grinder. But it, it looks it's so more fake. of like it, it shock like value. Uh, I don't know. I know it does for you. Fuck. <laughs> it, but for me, like I, I had already eaten dinner. Um, oh, like nice. all I had was like a beer in my hand. I had to put it down. I I genuinely like I couldn't finish my drink. And I really tried. I'm like, it's not real, Jonathan. Just try to get it out of your head. You. But I was enjoying the thing is like I was enjoying the movie at the same time because it was yes. good. Um, but um, like when I was eating dinner tonight, it it crossed my mind. Didn't finish my dinner. It was not as satisfying as uh as it normally would be. Um, even after the gym, I'm like oh, I'm so hungry. Wasn't hungry after uh the thought of this film came <laughs> through my head. I'm like oh we have to talk about that in like 20 minutes. Damn it. Um, yeah, but that it- being said, no like. It's it's good. Like it was it was freaky. It was crazy. Like it was shot really interestingly. Um, there was some very um, kind of psychedelic moments too. Because there's a there's a scene where he kind of drugs her that made me a little bit woozy when I was watching it. Yeah, um, and it's definitely you know? like once once she like starts to drink that glass, and she's like, okay, wait a second. It's like, you know, ah, here you we know go. what's happening here. Like we're about to yeah. reveal what really is going on with this movie. Um. But yeah, no, I just, I was so blown away by just the fact that it was just a straightforward romantic comedy for the first 30 minutes. And then it just Weird. once this yeah. in, uh, inciting incident happens and she gets drugged and falls over, that's when you see the title card. And the title card pops up called Fresh. And you're like, oh, we're, now we're into a whole different movie that I wasn't expecting. Um, and I just. It was almost like uh, American Horror Story intro with like some really weird kind of psychedelic imagery uh during that title sequence and that that totally sets the stage for what you're about to fucking witness it was right and oh um, man it and honestly like what holds this movie together so well is the performances it's daisy edgar jones and sebastian stan if they i mean you could have mishandled this movie so fast if it didn't have the right cast if it didn't have the right Mm -hmm. tone uh, if the directing wasn't as strong as it was or the writing, I mean, you could have easily, this movie could have gone south very fast, but it holds it together and it does maintain like a very, like, just like there's an intensity. There's like, uh, there's a comedy element to it as well, just mainly because of how weird and crazy Sebastian Stan is playing his character. Uh, like he's like blasting. He seems music. like a nice he, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, he really seems like a likable. He's funny. Like that scene in the grocery store. I'm like, there's got there's already something like even before the title sequence. Oh yeah, there's something little hints. Off of them, like sure. there's always something off, and like slowly you do realize that you know he's obviously a fucking psychopath. But um, even yeah. even the use of the filmmaking with him, like they would use like in that shot where she realizes what's happening, it's like a very wide sort of shot, and he just looks like kind of warped almost the way she's looking at him. Like the the use of style, the stylistic choices in this movie to actually just make you feel weird, just like she was. It was it was well done, like and from every aspect. The uh, simplistic production design as well. Just I mean, it all takes place mainly in this guy's Sebastian Stan's house, but like the mm-hmm. the basement that he has, Secluded it's like house, a cave yeah. in a way with like rooms built into them, and all the rooms have like red carpet on them. It's very like 
almost like futuristic and weird looking, but like, like it was like the Ex Machina house almost. Yeah, maybe uh, in a way like in that, that too. Sort of sense. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool too. But what what ultimately ends up happening is like when she finds like that note in the in the book that she's reading is then like if you're reading this, mm-hmm. that means he likes you. Use that to uh, your advantage. And then she starts like kind of like wanting to go and have dinner with them. And by dinner, that means she's eating like a friend People. that she was talking to through a wall, <laughs> like whoever that person was. Uh, and she has to like pretend like she is like curious, but deep down she's like ready to vomit, uh, as one would. But like, but her her like plan it. of like her like her trying trying to scheme and like one up this guy was very entertaining to watch play out. And every time that she was out into uh like in his kitchen or living room like she was constantly scanning the room and like the way that they edit that with like her, like her looking at all like the doors and windows and stuff and everything's just, like blocked off and like blurry like she, she can't see anything but the way they kind of play with that's very very in- interesting um and then yeah what what also ends up happening when they kind of start a rebellion <laughs> they just go against him it's so it was... satisfying oh it was great just like we're cheer worthy moments but yeah ends up being an audience pleaser um yes. at the end um and i did they never addressed it but she ate her friend uh it was melissa whatever her name was um she ate her like the friend who was trying to find her that like he, she was eating her her breast for dinner because there's a scene when she like every uh forget her friend's name um that came to find her but she was like grabbing her chest like and like how uh oh, noah was shit. grabbing her her ass because they cut off her ass cheek but she was grabbing her breast so they had just eaten her breast for dinner gross it was disgusting like I, <laughs> so it's crazy really fucking crazy movie not for everybody not really for me because this is something that makes my stomach turn but as a that's film, why literally when i like, when i watched it that's why i texted geez, you man. i'm like don't look at anything about this movie just go into Ugh. it as blind as possible because that's that is why this movie, I think, is so much fun. It's because it's like it, it does like you were, yeah. you had your nice meal, you're having a nice drink, and then yeah, halfway the, almost halfway through the movie, you're like, oh <laughs> shit, I'm stuck like, with oh, God. This. Yeah, no All wonder right. you didn't say anything. All right, yeah, but yes. uh, as a film, like like I've said, like a lot of great performances. Uh, the creative elements of the movie are very well done. Uh, it really throws you for a loop. You you do not see this coming. I'll tell you that. At least I didn't um so i i think it's worth checking out but i wouldn't have a full stomach beforehand yeah so yeah yeah uh if yeah if uh if you think that you can handle this movie or if you have seen this movie definitely let us know what you think but yeah no i'm gonna go i'm gonna go a strong three and a half out of five uh i really enjoyed it i really respected it and i think daisy edgar jones i mean i on the rise i know she another, blew yep, up with that actress. hulu show called normal people Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen it. That is one of the shows that I do kind of want to check out someday. Um, but with this movie, I mean, she's a fucking star. She is incredible. And, uh, I can't wait to see what she does next. Uh, Sebastian Stan, I mean, whatever. He's in like everything these days, but yeah, he's obviously a good actor. Like, yeah. we know he's it's great. fine. He, Wonderful. He, he, <laughs> but I could have, I could have had anybody, like, I'm not saying he wasn't good, but like they could have put any actor in yeah, his throw role. Throw in Michael Fassbender, throw in, uh, it would have been fine. Yeah. Chris Pratt because so. he's in everything else. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Any charming actor that has like a little, a little dirty side. Zac to Efron. Him, dark side. Yep. Yeah, Jake Jalen, Jake Jenenhall could have done it. Um, yeah, maybe Nate from Euphoria. I don't yeah. know his real name. 
Ja. Hm. ja. Joey Kane. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's gonna do it for fresh. But uh, you know why we're here. What well, would you get fresh? Oh, I'd I'd match your three and a half out of five. And oh, solid. nice. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we uh get talking about the Batman? All right, Spencer. So yeah, this is you know a familiar property. We we've seen Batman, right? We've seen The Dark Knight. We've seen Batman Begins. We've seen Batman and Robin. Um, I used to grow up watching like Batman Beyond, the animated series. Like, do you ever watch Mask much... of the Phantasm? Uh, no. Is that a newer property? I think it was like nineteen ninety. Oh, then no. I don't think so. Yeah, no, it is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Okay, so that was a, a TV. Oh, that's a movie. Yes. Then no, I don't think I watched this. Nope. I don't believe so. Okay, so I think that honestly was like my first like Batman. viewing of Batman. Yeah, was that movie? It was Got a cartoon, you. but it was good. It's really good, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, but did you ever watch the Michael Keaton Batman's? I kind of totally forget if you uh, have seen these or not. And then with I Jack Nicholson as the Joker, uh, and then you got Batman Returns. Though. You got Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Uh, you didn't. You don't remember those, though. I don't remember them. Like I, I've seen them a hundred percent. I think the ones that I've probably, unfortunately, seen more of is like Batman and Robin, and uh, yeah. I mean, those are the most fun to kind of revisit and as laugh a kid, at, it's like sure. you want. Well, as a kid, you're like, oh, Robin's in this. All right, Batgirl's in that. All right, I'll watch that one. Yeah. So yeah. I think I've seen those more. But obviously, when it comes to the Batman, it's like The Dark Knight and Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, like. I want those were like the first steel books I wanted to collect when we started collecting movies because they were pretty cool. Um, and then obviously Ben Affleck. So Batman's pretty dope. Like it's hard to deny that ev- like Batman is one of, if not the most badass superhero out there, you know? Um, so when I heard about this and I saw the trailer for him, like Robert Pattinson, the guy from Twilight, Zoe Kravitz from uh, Big Little Lies. I'm excited. I want to fucking watch this. Like this could be really cool. And the tone they were going for, like he's still like the non-killing Batman, but it's still the dark and gritty kind of tonality that they're going for. Like I cannot wait to see this fucking movie. And I was just hoping that it would deliver on the levels I was hoping for. Um and it ended up being far beyond what I what I would have expected. Once I saw the trailers and they were teasing a very like David Fincher esque vibe, very much like Seven, very much like Zodiac and Chinatown and Taxi Driver. This like gritty darkness. That's like I mean, obviously the joke of like yeah, Batman's very dark and brooding, and a lot of superhero movies are just dark and brooding. But like, if it's Batman, it's it deserves to be dark and brooding. And t- to be fair, like once you saw the trailers for this, it's like okay, we we definitely haven't seen this type of version of batman before done in this way and uh i was sold immediately and i i when he was announced robert pattinson as batman from day one i've always been all for it i'm like yes that is that's great casting because robert pattinson's gone on to do a lot of these like independent movies over the last couple years and really kind of just flex his acting chops i mean he is a very very good actor and he's proven that over and over again with all these different roles that he's done and now he's going back kind of in like the big Hollywood spotlight and becoming this huge character again and gets to kind of bring this level of 
like just something we haven't seen before and it was so fun and it was so rewarding yeah i this movie was awesome he's really talented when it comes to those kind of dark mysterious roles like in the lighthouse um like jesus what a what a weird but telling performance when it comes to like could this guy play a dark kind of just like distraught batman yeah probably um and you know he is just you don't even really see his face until like i don't know 20 30 minutes in probably and even then he is just like he, he looks like he's been through it you know what i mean with the, with the makeup and everything like he, oh, man he he really just he looks the part and he plays the part so incredibly well in this movie and i just i love the tone that it's going for i love the dark grittiness i love the 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 cinematography, the the choices with music, they used a lot of Nirvana, um, which really worked. Like especially when it comes to the the narration scenes, when he's like, "Oh man, this fucking city and Gotham," and he's just riding around on a motorcycle, and it's I just loved it. It was so cool. It just gets you really into that whole vibe that they're trying to go for. Yeah, I love that they they took the setting and put him in like year two of being Batman. So like he that is was cool. Basically, just obsessed with this alter ego that he's created, and because it's the only way for him to channel this rage and vengeance that he's feeling, um, mm-hmm. and so like he doesn't have any interest in being Bruce Wayne. And I saw a lot of people kind of complaining that it's like, oh, well, there's not enough Bruce Wayne. Like, Robert Pattinson's the worst Bruce Wayne because he is just the same character with, with the mask and without the mask. But that's also because it's that's the part of the story. So, like, you definitely miss something because that is literally part of the story. He's obsessed with being the Batman. That's why he is literally yeah. in costume for, like, 90% of the movie. Um, and, it, and it works really, really well. I mean, I think, yeah, the two scenes where he is Bruce Wayne, he's just with Alfred uh looking up some intel and he's also at the the funeral scene the funeral which even in that scene it's like he hardly goes out every time someone sees him like oh my god bruce wayne like what the and you see that on all the batman movies but you could tell that like this man doesn't go out much yeah when he's talking to falcone he's like you're you're as much of a, a recluse as or more of a recluse than i am you know who hardly goes out um but even in that scene he's he's full on batman like he's investigating the only reason he went to that funeral was to try to pinpoint where the riddler was because they returned to the crime scene or that type of thing so that's the thing with this movie is it's 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 a full-on investigation like he and he's side by side with jim gordon which i just love that the tag team of those two like it's the very beginnings of their relationship he's not even the really the commissioner yet he's He's the only one vouching for him at the time Um, yeah i think so yeah oh man i just loved them going they're back and forth like it was it was just perfect. I really liked that part of the movie. I also loved Jeffrey Wright's interpretation of Commissioner Gordon or Sergeant Gordon. Uh, I think Jeffrey Wright was perfect casting for this role because yeah, him and Batman they have this like this cool swagger in the way that they walk and talk, and they just try yeah. try to figure out the, the riddles together. It's like this. I could literally just watch here. a whole miniseries <laughs> on them just like riding around solving petty crimes together because it was so entertaining. Like, like the one scene with him um, 
uh, they were in the the prison cell the interrogation the interrogation uh, and they area, were talking yeah. very close to each other because like they don't want the other cops to like read their lips or like hear what they're saying and the way that like Jeffrey Wright was like delivering his lines were were so funny and just amazing like yeah man we're gonna have to figure this out because it's just like <laughs> he's you're right no the way he delivered his lines was. Yeah really good like just you would think that maybe he actually man. went on like ride-alongs and like tried to solve cases in like chicago because yeah. <laughs> like you would think that he got that method with his character because he was that fucking good uh but like i definitely wanted to give jeffrey Wright a little shout out because he was he made the movie for me at times he was great he was fantastic um but i i loved almost everyone's interpretation of their own characters i mean paul dano was fantastic as the riddler uh, made for that role. Like I, I you got to yeah. mention, like he is made to play the Riddler. He really was. And same could be said for apparently uh, Colin Farrell with Penguin. Like, geez, yeah, I mean, if, I did not know yeah, that was him. Exactly. If I didn't you know. Didn't it was him. know that Colin Farrell was already playing the Penguin. I mean, I obviously knew that. I've been following the casting and, and development of this movie for the last like mm-hmm. five six years. Um, but no, if you yeah, if you went into this movie blind, you would have no idea that that movie's Colin Farrell. I'm sorry that. That, oh, that performance is Farrell, uh, yeah. Colin Farrell because yeah, it's it's unrecognizable Unbelievably all, the, good. all the makeup and stuff and the voice that he has too. It's it's so unlike anything you've seen from him. Uh it was just very strange just trying to comprehend that it's like, wait, that is Colin Farrell underneath all that makeup. It's ridiculous. He's but. getting his own HBO Max series too, as as Penguin. I saw that and I think that's I just saw. deserving because I think there's a lot more to do with that character that maybe was left on the cutting room floor of this movie or just they were waiting for that HBO Max show to exist so they could do that. Because um, he... The, the, I could see more down the line with this character because he wasn't in this movie that much. Like, less than what I was expecting. I think it's to make room for Falcone because Penguin was technically, like, the right-hand man for Falcone, but I yes. think ended up being the more interesting character. Um, just maybe because it's Penguin and you want to see Penguin and it's cause Falcone. I don't... I, f- I feel like Falcone was honestly in this movie as the villain more than Riddler and Penguin. Like He was. Okay. 100%. I mean, you've seen this twice. Yeah. I, I've only seen it once at this point. But, I mean, obviously, Penguin, uh, the Riddler is, like, more a central theme throughout the whole movie because he's constantly trying to figure out, like, the clues and stuff. But as, like, as for screen time, I feel like the Riddler was hardly in the movie. <laughs> just, like, just besides, like, the video conference calls that he makes every now and then. They and- use him... They use them sparingly. Like, yeah. it's more about the crime syndicate and kind of the the corruption that's unfolding that goes back twenty years with the whole story with his with his parents too, which is a whole new storyline that hasn't been done before. Um, and then the Riddler is kind of just in the background; he's kind of unraveling it um, until like that final act when you're like, then Paul Dano really gets to fucking shine as as the Riddler when he gets unmasked and, yeah, man. That third act of the movie is is pretty unreal. When all the Riddlers come out of the woodwork and the interrogation scene at Arkham, it's like so many good moments there. I saw Almost a lot laughable. Of, I saw a lot of people um, kind of complain about the third act, saying that it was kind of weak. Um, and I, I get it because this is, like there isn't a uh, Spider-Man No Way Home type of third act, like where it's just like I mean crazy I action spectacle guess. for sure, but. <laughs> I loved the third act because it was it was Batman's arc. It was his character. Like he spent the whole movie saying, I'm vengeance. I'm evil. Like or not evil, but like I 
am here to just like seek revenge and kill you basically if I have to. <laughs> but like, but his arc essentially is like, oh wait, because like, he he tackles that other uh, Riddler guy and the Riddler guy says that he's vengeance and like he has that moment. He's like, oh, so what I'm doing isn't working. Maybe I need to be like the beacon of hope. Maybe I need to go and save these people instead and right. give someone to like look forward or uh, someone to, yeah, like, you know, hope that Batman's around the corner to help me and not to terrify people. Um, and he spent the whole movie trying to just like terrify the criminals. And he's like, wait, that's maybe that's not the, the right approach. But because at first he symbolizes fear, yes, um, you know, and, and darkness and shadows and. Then it's some of my favorite scenes, some of the best cinematic shots as well is when he's like working with the National Guard at the end and like sending that child up into the into the helicopter. And it's just so cool to see not like not Captain America, but you're seeing Batman alongside like the National Guard helping the city after it's been destroyed. It's like it's just a really cool thing. And it created a really cool feeling, I think, that uh, I just I loved those scenes. It sends this movie into the sequel in a really cool position, too, because now that we have Batman kind of understanding who he is now, he can maybe explore the other, like, Bruce Wayne personas of being, like, a playboy Mm -hmm. and, like, being kind of more charming. He can maybe relax a little bit in that persona and also use Batman more as, like, a beacon of hope and uh, kind of what we've seen with, like, the Nolan stuff, but... Regardless, I mean, this is Matt Reeves doing his own interpretation of Batman. Like, it's going to stay as unique as this one because this is by far the most unique take I've seen of this character for sure and just the way that they shot it the production design the directing the cast that they uh, assembled is just it's fucking amazing and I know that they're going to continue on with the sequel and do something as equally equally cool and probably incredibly different it's also really grounded too like every character is is very vulnerable I think like the only thing saving Batman in multiple instances is his gadgets and is his his money that's he's able to have this really insane Batmobile and these like this chest plate that he can remove and put back on and his freaking cape that turns into a base jumping suit. Um but there it's not like it's not like the overpowered characters from the other DC films with like Aquaman, Flash, and I, I don't think he's gonna include characters like that in I this hope universe. Not, no. Keep it like with like what Nolan did and keep it very grounded. Yeah. Isn't like this is just it's, a Batman story. It's all it needs to be. Batman has plenty of characters and villains in that world. Just let him play. <laughs> like we don't Because otherwise it yeah. belittles him a little bit. Because he's almost like the joke uh in the in the Snyder movies where it's like, Oh, Batman can't help here. He's just there. Like he can't do anything in this particular scene against Doomsday. Like Oh sure, yeah. When they Why have is he guards there? And stuff in, in the picture. It's like, yeah. I I want Batman to be like the beacon of hope. Like he can help anybody, and that's not going to happen if they bring in the other gods of the DC universe. So, no, I I think they've been like pretty this. adamant that this is its its standalone universe. I mean, much like the Joker was, and I don't yeah. think that. I thought maybe maybe this movie would be in the same kind of. Uh, cinematic uh universe i guess as the joker because that would be cool to have like joaquin phoenix and robert pattinson kind of uh come face to face oh is that yeah yeah like, i, I think don't think they're doing that would that, be though, i thought but... well that's what i was thinking i was like oh maybe like that could be kind of cool because i know this movie was going to stand alone and not be a part of like the they call it the dceu with like the snyder mm-hmm. stuff but spoiler obviously as, as we're talking about this uh they have that scene that was like towards the end of the film that kind of felt like in a post credit yeah. scene. Yeah, it was in Arkham. Yeah, it felt like a post credit scene that was towards the end of the film, which is kind of interesting. But 
they tease a character because it's Paul Dano as the Riddler in Arkham in a prison cell. And then you hear this laugh and you're like, is that the Joker? Are they going to bring the Joker into this universe? And it's played no. by Barry Keegan, Keoghan, whatever his name is. He was the guy from Internals. He's the guy from Killing Every Sacred Deer. He's in Dunkirk. Um, he's in a lot of these other movies. He's an Irish actor. Um, but yeah, no, he is going to play the Joker in yeah. future movies. So, so. <laughs> and I thought it was Two-Face at first. Even the, I people, thought it was in, Two-Face in first, as well. Yeah. Because he's got the whole, like, because uh, you barely see him. You see him through, like, the through the bars. And uh, it's really dark, obviously. Most of the film is very dark and shadowy, but... Um, yeah, but he's got like he a looks like he's missing half his face, face. But yeah, same could be said for the Joker though, because he's got the weird smile situation with like the burned lips and and, and there is a version of so. Joker that has like a very burned and disfigured face, and he wears like this mask that is the Joker. Um, and I think that's what we're gonna get. And yeah, exactly, yeah. I think that's what we're gonna get because I saw an interview over the weekend of um, Matt Reeves talking about that scene, and he was like, oh yeah, there is a scene where like Batman and that character have a scene together, but it's going to be on like the deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, because it just didn't fit in this really? story. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, he, pe- but he said, he's like, people are speculating like who that character might be, and, and those people are correct. It is that character, but he's like, but that is for future movies. So he is saying that, yes, <laughs> like... It's the Joker. It's going to be the Joker, and it's going to be played by Barry Keegan, or whatever his name is. Uh, man, Irish oh, actor man. who I think All is a right. great choice because he was actually in the running to possibly be Batman uh, when they were casting hmm. um, and ended up being between Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Hoyt yeah. Yeah, they probably Nicholas Hoyt probably would have been fine too yeah I, mean, I think he would have been not, just fine yeah. but I like, sure it, I like their choice I would have doubted him just as much as Pattinson like they're both very good actors so yeah yeah I mean we didn't even mention it but Zoe Kravitz is fucking great in this movie too she's Yes, it, uh, probably. It was I think the best Catwoman by my far, favorite so far. version of Catwoman. Great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, she felt like, like more yeah. of a character. <laughs> I don't know, she's a grounded felt... individual that just happens to be like really good at, you know, martial arts and, I guess, stealing things. Like, yeah. but an actual person. So, so I mean, she was amazing. I hope I she pops say. up in the um, in the HBO Max shows. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure she'll be in the sequel, but. I hope she pops up in like some uh, like the Penguin show, or and I know they're also doing the Gotham City Police Department show on HBO Max. So there's two shows okay. in development. I mean, <laughs> along with the sequel, so we'll get a little Jim Gordon action. I mean, I re- I really loved all the scenes with the cops because they were all very uh, they were hesitant to trust unique, Batman. Like, yeah, it made yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. The and, way they delivered a lot of their lines too, I was like, this is this is perfect, man. The way these guys are. <laughs> The very New York or Boston, and they were just, they were great. I really liked it. Okay. Um, I mean, I've seen the movie twice. I loved it. It's it's my number one of the year. If I could rush out to buy this on 4K Steelbook Blu-ray, I would do it immediately. Um, we haven't said it, but, I mean, a lot of people are, like, saying that this is better than The Dark Knight. I don't know. I've always had issues with The Dark Knight, mostly with the Two-Face storyline, so that always kind of made me knock it down a little bit. This one, I don't know, man. I don't want to come out and say it, but right as of right now, I I think there's an argument to be said that it is better. So, you would rank this as your favorite Batman? Is that what I'm hearing? I might, I might do that. Yeah. Okay. I think I might say. I'm not ready to to say that yet. I do think that the Dark Knight and Hell, maybe even Batman Begins, are still my favorites. Um, but. Yeah. 
I did absolutely love this version of Batman and I loved just, yeah, I mean, Matt Reeves' direction, Greg Frazier's cinematography, the performances were just amazing. The, just the, the world, the way it felt, it felt so gritty and raw and very much like a David Fincher film. Like it just, everything about this movie was, oh, and the score, the score by Michael Giacchino is incredible. I mean, I've been listening to the score in my car for the last like week since I've seen the film and it's just an amazing score. So Giacchino is the king, but, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I really, really, really dug this version of the Batman. I definitely need to see it again. Uh, once it comes to HBO Max, I'm sure I will check it out one more time. I'm sh- I'm gonna pick up the 4K. I mean, that's just a fucking given. Hundred percent, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, this is maybe even day one purchase. Um, yeah, no, this movie is fantastic, and uh, it was kind of everything I was hoping it was. Uh, yeah, it was everything I was hoping it was going to be, and it lived up to that. So, yeah, blown away. You could go watch this movie at midnight, tired, and it would it would keep your attention. Um. I'm gonna give it a five out of five. I think it's a, I think it's a I masterclass in filmmaking. I think it's I think it's oh. a really 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 well done movie. So yep. interesting. I would that's go, my that's my take. I would go I four and a half out of five. Um, there was a part in like the middle to second act where I was like a little kind of bored. Just like all right, let's let's go a little bit. But that also could be when I was just feeling the most tired. Uh, but. I mean, it is a long movie, and I did feel the length at one point. That's all I can say right now, which is why it's a four and a half out of five. Um, but yeah, it's still the a second time movie. around. And this might be the scene you're talking about. It's when he thinks his dad is like a, has done this thing, but his dad actually hasn't done this thing, and then he still needs to go talk to Alfred about it to like kind of figure out what really happened. The second time around, I was like, I already know what happened. Can we just skip all this shit and go to the end? Fair enough. I don't know enough. if that's the part where you were feeling it, but no, it was, second time it was around, more that, that is where I felt the it. The stuff with Falcone, I was just kind of getting annoyed. I was like, all right, can, I, can we get back to Riddler or Penguin doing some shit? Sure, <laughs> But sure. Yeah. I know that Falcone's like a huge character in the Batman universe. I just, I, at the time, I think that's when I was feeling the length uh, the most. But if anything, maybe it was like five minutes. But yeah, I mean, it's the second longest comic book movie of all time. So it's, uh, yeah. Behind Endgame, yeah. It's, uh Oh well. Great movie. Check it out. 100%. Um highly recommend honestly both these movies, but definitely Batman more so. Go see this in theaters. Um hopefully it doesn't have an insane drop off in revenue cuz I mean, I think it should make a ton of money. It's it's that good. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh cool. Spencer, uh did you what? say you wanted to talk about TV? I don't know. Why did you write TV. West Side Story? Did you watch West Side Story? No, but I wanted to mention that we didn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. We did not watch West Side Story. Uh, didn't watch West Side Story. Yeah. Two to lose so, to West Side um, Story. No, yeah. It's so on Disney if you want to watch it in Hulu. But next week, we do have some films coming out. It's actually another decent week of uh, new release films. We have Pixar's Turning Red, because all of Pixar movies are now going right to Disney Plus and not getting a theatrical treatment. It's kind of sad. Um, what's up with that? I mean, I kind of love going to see Pixar. And then they had the whole animated short in the beginning. Like yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Exactly. You know? What it the was fuck? Fun. Pixar. Exactly. I don't know, but um, that's what they're doing now. So Pixar's turning red on Disney Plus, and then we also have the Adam Project, which comes out on Netflix. It has Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner. Uh, it's kind of got like a very 
Amblin, Steven Spielberg vibe to it, kind of those 80s sci-fi films. Um, hearing great things, okay. uh, word of mouth has been excellent so far. Uh, so I would be curious to check out uh, both of these films, if not one Nothing of them. Nothing about either of them, to be honest. Yeah, this is the first I'm hearing of both movies. So Cool. All right. And also, don't forget to check out the latest Collector's Corner. It'll be coming out a few days after you're listening to this episode, but we're going to be talking about Punch Drunk Love, PTA, March 10th is when that episode will be out. So uh, if you've seen that movie, I highly recommend checking out our thoughts on that. Okay, yeah, you can subscribe to our podcast feeds. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. You actually have to click the follow button there. But if you're on Spotify, go ahead and click subscribe. Follow us at those movie dudes on Instagram or Twitter to stay up to date with everything related to the podcast. And if you have any recommendations whatsoever, I highly recommend that you send them to us. Uh, we've probably seen them, but if we haven't, I mean, I probably haven't seen them. But Spencer and Nate 100% most likely have. Still send them over, and maybe we'll watch them. Probably not, though. Yeah, we'll see. You know, if you give Sound me a good? movie to watch, I will definitely check it out. If, it, if it's interesting, he will. He yeah. has Ducky has a lot of time on his hands, especially if there's a movie he has not seen. He he will make time. Like he will put a like put aside a family function for that film. I wouldn't go that far, but sure, <laughs> for the sake of it, yeah, why not? Yeah, quack, quack. we'll do it. All right, quackity quack, two to lose. Until next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Tuesday, and you can stay up to date with everything related to those movie dudes by following us on Instagram.